Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 2. I don't want to talk about this episode. Neither do I? Do we really have to get into this one? I think that we should just out of out of uh, consistency for our entire show here. We should we have to talk about this episode. I just I I'm what I'm more upset about. I think about this episode is that compared to last season's finale was the assassin. Right. With Piedra. Mm-hmm. It was such a good finale and such a great way to end the inaugural season of the show. This, and we can get into it a little more, but like this was not a good finale, not even a good episode. No. Just nothing, nothing felt right. Nothing flowed. I just, ugh, I didn't. There, Yeah. There was something off right from the start. Yes. And I, I, uh, it left me like feeling like they just wanted to end the season and get on to the next one. Right. Like, eh, let's just get this done. Like, I don't know how, I don't know what they work with on a budget, like on a year, on a, on a season long budget. Like, I don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But from the last couple episodes, you know, I think which started with Friends, DOA MacGyver, and this, you can tell that budgetarily speaking, it just really went downhill. But we, we're also saying pretty clearly that we haven't done any research into the, the uh, shooting order of these no, episodes. No, I'm not going to say that they're short, shot in airing order no that's really difficult to say yeah so but we're getting a feeling at the end of the season that they're just kind of winding down or or unfortunately maybe through some bad uh bad timing all of these episodes that were kind of half-assed that were maybe interspersed throughout the writing process all ended up at the end that's whatever reason that's true that's true I, i don't know this one it just didn't it didn't it didn't click with me but anyway welcome to mullets and memories I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. This is episode 44 of Mullets and Memories. Today, Greg and I are going to be talking about season two, episode 22, For Love or Money. Uh, David, what, what is it? What would you do, love or money? Ah, that's a good question. I mean, in MacGyver's case, there was definitely no love to be had. <laughs> Hell was, no. Zero love in this episode with MacGyver. This, I think, is the most pissed off I've ever seen MacGyver. Right, and we—I think we one of the few one of the few clips we pulled from this episode is that specific sequence, which we'll get into in a couple minutes here. Um, and to be clear, we didn't pull much because we really didn't like this episode, and we couldn't find anything we could really. Yeah, we're like ugh. One of and one ugh. Of, and one and one of the clips we pulled is a sound effect. So <laughs> uh, so effectively, we only pulled. Two audio clips and a sound effect. That's great. You're right. And the sound effect, to be honest, might have been one of the best parts of the whole episode. That that whole sequence. That singularly kind of brought the episode up a notch. I thought for so. For the dumbest reason. I thought so. And yeah. unfortunately, you guys, well, I mean, you'll probably only have to wait about three minutes till we get there because we're going to breeze through this one. <laughs> yeah. So we're yeah. at three minutes now. So in about, in about six minutes. <laughs> Let's hold ourselves We're going to talk about the climax of the episode. <laughs> So, all right. Going to blow our load that quick. Oh, man. We are. I feel like this happened, though, at the end of last season 
We were so ready for the season to be over because we just wanted to jump in and start a new one. I'm exactly in the same spot I was. I'm so ready to start a new season, to get a new hairdo. Like I'm just ready to see what else they're going to pull out for a new season. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm at the same spot I was. I'm just, I'm like, I'm okay. ready. I'm ready for it. Okay. So anyway, so let's jump in. We'll, we'll kind of, I don't know if we'll go through point by point, even though I say that almost all the time and I think it, and we end up going through point by point, but. The episode opens in Czechoslovakia, yep. and we meet a couple of agents who arrest a man named Anton Dubček, and he's a human rights activist. <laughs> Anton Dubček. Right, right. And it's he he looks, I don't even know what you would describe his look as. He's just got a really th- bushy mustache. He's kind of got a very, honestly, like to me at least, it's a very plain face. He looks so just, just like a Dubček. He does. That he long lo- line of Czechov- Czechoslovakian Dubčeks. Oh yes, the Dubčeks. We gotta fig- we can't forget about them. <laughs> so I had dinner with the Dubčeks the other day. <laughs> I c- they were great. They were really nice people. Were they? Yeah. What'd you guys have? I don't. I don't know. I couldn't stop looking at their mustaches. <laughs> Is that, is that a Czechoslovakian trait? Yep. M- Musta- bush, mustaches? Particularly the Dubčeks. <laughs> it's very disconcerting oh, on the children. Oh, God. I haven't even gotten 15 seconds into the episode. <laughs> We've already lost it. So these these GRU agents, they arrest Anton because of his wife, basically. His wife's name is Viera. And she's been leading these protests. Mm-hmm. And because of those protests, the GRU agents had come in and arrested Anton. Right. And, and his wife, I guess. I think by default they arrested her, but you don't see them arrest her. Yeah, that's true. You just see them. You, they, they arrest Anton. He doesn't say anything. They put him in the back and the wife's just like in the background screaming, Anton! Anton! She's screaming. Then we kind of like fade away and... We are back in front of the Phoenix Foundation, mm-hmm. um, presumably next day or a couple hours later, you know, whatever. And MacGyver's in there, and Pete is kind of briefing him on Dubček's arrest, and he tells him that the uh, the two agents whose names are Zorkin and Baranov, <laughs> great names. Oh, yeah, the Zorkin man. Sure. Oh, yes, the Zorkin man. That's and- a, a really cheap Czechoslovakian knockoff of Orkin. Yes, yes. Yeah. Instead of getting rid of bugs, they give you bugs. <laughs> and uh, Baranov is a. Uh, uh, it's. It, um, it, I like is the beer that. <clears throat> I like the. <laughs> <laughs> that was fake. You're trying it? to say that Zer- Bornoff is a beer. Yes. Is a, is a very nice pilsner. <laughs> it's a fine pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> give me a glass of Bornoff. Had a hard day. <laughs> Had a hard day working for Zorkin. Have a glass of Baranov. <laughs> um, so these two agents, they acted without the authority of the Soviet government, Bastards. basically. And by the time they go through these channels, uh, you know, the diplomatic channels to try to get them out there and to, to free to free Dubček, it's going to be too late. Dubček. Dubček. Oh, okay. Hey, Dubček. Yeah, what's up? Why don't you uh, toss me a can of that Baranov? <laughs> I'm in the phone with Zorkin. I gotta get some bugs over here. <laughs> oh man! So Pete shows MacGyver a couple of photos of the arrest. Really, just photos of um, Dubček's face. <laughs> That's really all. It's really just a couple of headshots of Dubček. Really nice black and white glossies, <laughs> and. He's like, all right, so we're going to have to go in and we need to extract him, but you're going to need a partner. 
and they're like, okay. And my guy was like, oh, okay. Well, well, who who's who's my partner going to be? He and, said, well, he said, wait a minute. No, he said he's looking at the photos. These are good photos. I'd like to see, I'd like to meet who took them. That's right. Yes. So he wants to meet the photographer. He's like, well, funny enough, that photographer is going to be your partner. Oh, who is it? And we pulled the clip. Well, of. I, I don't think we got all the clip. Basically, he turns around he, and he sees who it is, and, and she's like, "Hi, MacGyver," and he's like, "Diana." He's like, "Diana," and he storms out. And he, this is he gets like Greg said earlier. This is the most pissed I think we've seen him in the series so far. Hello, MacGyver. Diana. Long time. Not long enough. MacGyver. MacGyver. Wait. MacGyver, just listen to the deal. It's a favor to me. What, one of her deals? That's not a favor. That's a human sacrifice. Do you have any idea what I went through on that embassy deal with her? That was three years ago, MacGyver. History. Besides, the Pentagon was very happy about getting those documents. What about all the money you took out of the embassy safe? The Pentagon has enough money. Now let's talk about this project, shall we? Okay, this is, I think, also where we started to hate this episode. It was, and right now we are three and a half minutes into the episode. So you know how throughout the this series, this season, the past season, Dave and I have been talking about the the women in these episodes, either Counter MacGyver or characters in it or whatever, right? And we always give props when. They're strong female characters. Absolutely. A lot of times they're like, it's a little like, a little weird sign of the times or whatever. Yeah. This is one of the ones where she's a strong female character. Yes. But she's an asshole. Yes. It's like, oh, come on. Yes. She's such a fucker. Yeah. And she really, I mean, and she knows it. Like, that's the thing is the, the attitude that she brings out in this episode she absolutely knows that she's an asshole. And like you start, you're like, okay, I, I don't like her. You know, people always say when women act like that, oh, you're going to call bitchy, you know, oh, and then you shouldn't say that. That's the first word that goes, oh, they're bitchy. But right. no, she's an asshole. She's an asshole. Well, and, and in the very next, right after that, you know, we clearly MacGyver is pissed that he has to work with her. Like he he compares he compares working with her to human sacrifice. Right. <laughs> I know. During during that scene. And right after that scene, we realize that the reason Diana's interested in doing this with MacGyver is because advent, these investors have offered like five hundred grand to free Dubcheck. I know. Who's, who's in that psychiatric hospital. So right right there, you're like, well, she's all about the money. She just and, wants the money. And, and we, we see it a lot more as this episode goes on. Right. And MacGyver's mad because he sold, she sold him out. Right. At, at a previous job three years ago. Right. Leaving him in a lurch. Yeah. And he, he you don't, you don't double cross MacGyver for money. No. And MacGyver holds a grudge, clearly. Yeah. And did it, did we ever find out, did they, they never dated no i don't I think never they ever got dated that. i didn't get that but he's definitely like i think he's like, just like they were partners they were probably friendly and worked together professionally and then she burned him right he's probably goes right as soon as he saw her he probably flashed right back to the moment that she abandoned him yeah and le- basically just left him wherever the hell they were mm-hmm. um but yeah she's clearly it's just the money because these these whoever these investors were, like I said, they offered up half a million dollars mm-hmm. to free Dubcheck from this hospital. Right, and Pete's like, "Listen, MacGyver, we really need you to go to here because you've already been to this hospital. Like, this is one you visited before. You were you were a patient at this hospital, so you know the ins and outs. Yeah. Of how so this, this is again like we talked last episode uh, that they're going back to that hospital that they freed Yuri at. Yes, the prisoner of conscience, not episode. Biff." 
but not Yuri. Biff, but Yuri. <laughs> well, it was his name was Yuri in both episodes, right. but then he called himself Biff. I am Beef. Even though he was a different character yeah. played by the same actor yes. who was both the character was Russian. And I, I think I think that actor shows up one more time in the series. Is his name Biff? His name is Dimitri. No, I'm just kidding. His name is Griff. <laughs> I have no idea. His name is Schiff. Sh- beef? Beef? His name is Beef. I am Beef. I am Beef Chuck. <laughs> 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 they, uh, they call me ground, a uh, ground round. They call me ground round Chuck. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> I think we're gonna uh, have, think think we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of digressions in this episode. I think I just got the hiccups. Yeah, I, you know the ones that we we hate the most, we talk the most about. We, we really always do. say that it's never gonna happen. We were talking right before this. We're like, this is gonna be forty forty five minutes. We're like, I don't. Mm, I have a feeling we might be going up over, but we'll see. Anyway. So MacGyver, of course, he's reluctant to agree to this, but he does agree to go, but then sort of has a second thought when Pete's like, oh, by the way, did I tell you, you and Diana have to go in as newlyweds. Excuse me, what? (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Bacon says what? (laughs) What? Beg your pardon? What'd you say? Bacon? Bacon what? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I was trying to... Yes, so MacGyver and Diana have to pose as newlyweds, so they fly over to Czechoslovakia. No, they try over somewhere. They fly over to what, to Turkey? Turkey. So yeah. they fly to Turkey first, and then drive into Czechoslovakia as newlyweds. Yes. So they get there, and they meet the contact. His name is Krug. And right off the bat, this guy's a, just a sour piece of work. Oh, like, he's, I just, don't, he's just a grump. I just don't trust him. Right. And same thing with Diana. I think part of it... I forget, I forget the actress's name that played it. I can't remember her um, name. She she did it great, but yeah, it's like God, Diana, you're such a dink. I didn't. I don't ugh. trust you at all. Like I don't trust anything you say. That's. I think that's exactly it. Not one point during the episode did I trust anything she was saying. So I guess that's good, and as far as right acting goes, <laughs> I yeah, I suppose. I bet that, that's a good point. So so they meet with Krug, who's the contact, and he he gets them through the border to Czechoslovakia, and he takes them to. A hidden car, or he drops him off in a field, and then MacGyver and uh, um, Deborah, Deborah, Diana, Diana, uh, MacGyver and Diana walk over to this car that's kind of like hidden off in the mm. woods, and they get over there, and it's it's like a jalopy. It's just a piece of shit. There's just it's clearly there's so much wrong with the car. MacGyver's complaining about it. They get in the car. Diana tries to start the car, and it completely just the battery's dead. There's nothing there, and she tries to convince MacGyver that he can do his magic and make the car run again. Let's see what they do. Uh-huh. All right, the battery's dead, or a fuse blew, or, or it's shorted. It do something. What? You're the one who picked the embassy lock with the light bulb filament and ground-up pencil lead. You're also the one who shorted an alarm system with a chewing gum wrapper and a half a lemon. Come on! All right, I suppose there's something I could try. In MacGyver, what are you doing? Worked. So <laughs> it worked. What you heard there is so she's complaining to him and she's like, Well, you did this and this and this with this, and you did this with this, and you can make things work, so go ahead and get it to work. And he's like, All right. So he grabs her head and he throws it down into his lap. <laughs> kind of forcefully. And it really obviously we you 
your mind goes to that place <laughs> of what one would do in a car. Um, and it's for a water landing, right? It, that's exactly what it was. They were going to land in the water. That was okay. that was my thought. So he's got her head down there, and he like reaches over her with one hand. He goes under with the other hand. He just starts like banging the dashboard like really, <laughs> really hard. He, does. he bangs it three times. Car starts immediately. That's all he does. And he whispers in her, and he's like, "It worked." And she's like, ah, mm. "Yeah." Mm. Like this whole time, like she's just. I feel like she's trying to prove something the entire time. Like she's yes, she's very. The cocksure isn't the word. No, but boastful or uh, she has a lot of hubris. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a bragging notion about her. She's just like, or like, I don't like that she just expects that MacGyver's gonna like do what she asks. You know, like she when she couldn't start the car, she's like, well, you fix it. No, I'm not gonna fix it. You right. told me this car was going to work fine. Yeah. No, I'm not going to fix and it. And that's the other thing. Like, I, I don't, I never really got the point why she had to go. Right. I mean, beside aside from her being the like the pickup. Yeah. Like when they get out of the hospital, like I, they could have come up with an ulterior plan, like an right. an, an alternate plan for that. <sighs> so anyway, I don't want to so, think about it too much. I know. So they get out there, and we cut to outside the hospital, and. MacGyver and Diana are just sort of like sitting out on the grass with a picnic blanket, just mm-hmm. having some food. I Go- actually kind of like the scene. The hospital's off in it the was. distance. They're, they're, they're off the side of the road in like a little field area. They're going over some blueprints to figure out where they're going to go in the hospital. Right, pretending to have a picnic, yeah. and they are. And, it's, and then a motorcycle cop pulls up. And MacGyver like pretty quickly like pulls Diana to the ground, and they sort of cover the blueprints with their legs, and they just start making out. Yeah, they go at it hard. While the cop, while the cops just sort of like walks over to them, and then Diana, like I think this is why she was there. Diana starts speaking Czech, Czechoslovakian, yeah. right? very fluently. Yeah, 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 and uh, gets the basically I guess tells the, the the cop to like, hey, come on, go away. We're, we're just it wasn't hanging. subtitled, was no, it? No, no. So he, so yeah. maybe she was speaking gibberish. I don't know. Whatever she, yeah, whatever she said to him was enough for the cop to get back on his motorcycle and drive away yeah. with no problem. And uh, and and she, you can tell that the makeout session with MacGyver kind of affected her a little bit. Well, it would affect yeah, me too. I think so. Absolutely. I mean, I have, I I just the other night I had a dream that I was having a picnic with with MacGyver and then he just. He just pushed me over. He put his hand on my chest. Did he pin you? He pinned me down with his gigantic muscular arm, and he just started making out mm. with me. Did you not want to wake up? Well, I couldn't wake up. It was so strong that he kept me in he my dream. He physically couldn't make you. He couldn't. Oh, man. Yeah, it was amazing. That's intense. I know. Yeah. And then I did wake up, and Sagan was drooling in my mouth. Oh, okay. So, awesome. I mean, that. I think it's worth it. Cat drool is worth a dream of sucking face it, with MacGyver. It's weird because by the time the cat drool gets in your mouth, it's already cold. <laughs> so we're talking about MacGyver, right? Yes. Yeah, so Diana has this plan and she's got everything ready to go, but MacGyver says, you know, I, I prefer to improvise as I go. He's like, I prefer, I'm going to make the... I like to make things up, like keep keep things a little peppy, mm. you know. He says, you know that that hospital's going to have a lab in there that has everything we need. Yeah. So okay, he, I don't know what he uses ketchup. He just covers his face in fake blood to try to get him into the hospital. Right. Catch. He makes he makes something with some wine and a little butter, like they have at the picnic. Yeah. Maybe some jam to make it look like he has a, has a head injury. Yeah. And so Diana drives him right into the hospital, 
and is able to get him right through because the the, the the guard at the front looks and MacGyver's just covered in fake blood yeah. and assumes that something's wrong, so they like wave him in immediately. And they wave him in and don't send anybody to follow up. So nope. they pull up, MacGyver and, and Diana pull up to wherever they're going. He wipes his face clean, gets out of the car, and she's like, you better make it back because, you know, there's a lot of money at stake here. Right. Boom, right there again, like all about that money. Uh-huh. He's like, okay. He's like, you better not F this up because I got half a million dollars riding on it. Like, right. Wow. Like, God, so wow. He, she goes off to do her thing. He goes inside the hospital. Right. So the plan is to meet in 15 minutes at the front door, and Diana's going to be there ready. Actually, she's going to drive away. Right. Meet meet outside, outside what's-his-name's window. Oh, right. Outside Dupecheck. Right. Outside Dupecheck's window. Right. She kisses him for luck. MacGyver sort of kind of picks up a box and walks in sort of just as a worker mm-hmm. at the hospital. So what he does is he goes in and he distracts a couple of guys. So he creates a... Um, he goes into the lab. Yes. Because it's lunchtime. Because he remembers from the previous time he was there, all the staff eat first before they feed the patients. That's right. So it's lunchtime now. So there won't be anybody in the lab. Yeah, so he go, goes into the lab. Right, right, absolutely. So he creates, um, <clears throat> essentially he takes a lab glove, a mm-hmm. latex glove, some duct tape, his knife, helium tank, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> he fills the glove with soot, basically. Yeah. He fills it with soot. He fills the glove with helium, mm-hmm. ties it off. He puts it in a serving tin, puts a piece of duct tape on top of the glove, and then sticks it to the top of the serving plate. So when somebody takes the cover off, it will burst open the glove, creating basically a smoke screen. Yeah, sure. Like a big black smoke cloud. Now, he, he, got, he got like a chafing dish from the hallway because they were preparing food and all this stuff. That's right. An yeah. empty chafing dish that right. just happened to be sitting there in the hall. Of course it did. So... After he does that, he actually creates one more thing while he's in this this laboratory. Creates a bomb. Of course he, he does. He uses nitroglycerin tablets mm-hmm. that are unlocked. Crushes them up into a pay. Go. Yeah. Um, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Puts them together. And cru- like you said, he crushes them together, mixes those with the alcohol, and creates a paste. Mm-hmm. He like puts the paste into these two flat napkins, and then he duct tapes both ends shut, and he just kind of like sticks in his pocket for yeah. for safekeeping for later for later use <laughs> so that he can detonate this for later use ah uh, yes so then <laughs> he leaves the serving tray outside of Dubchek's room right no he's uh, not outside Dubchek's room yet almost he he puts he walks back out of the lab with with uh, with a lab coat and, and a stethoscope and he's pushing a cart on which he put some test tubes and things to make it look like he's got stuff. And underneath the cart, he put that serving tray that has the smoke screen bomb in it. Right. And he walks out pushing it, and he puts the serving tray back where he got it from on this other serving tray stuff. Yep. And then kind of leaves the other cart and goes and sits and hangs out for a bit, reading charts, pretending to be oh, a doctor. Oh, right, right. And then the nurses go into the hallway with the patients with the serving trays to feed them food, open one of the things, it blows the dust everywhere. They start coughing and having a fit. The nurse runs out, MacGyver swings by, grabs the keychain off of her belt, and it goes into Dubchek's room. Right. There we go. That's it. Perfect. There it is. It's about, a, <laughs> it's about as clear-cut as you're going to get it there. So 
He gets into Dubchek's room. He gets Dubchek up. He takes the nitroglycerin packet and he puts it right up against the window. And then he hides Dubchek and himself behind a mattress. Right? Yeah. They put a mattress up. Mm-hmm. And he starts. And he t- one shot. He does. He picks up a. Um, what does he throw at the window? Just like a, a bowl, a, or a something? pan or a bowl. Yeah. So he throws like a pan or a bowl at the window and he hits it dead on. Nails the the packet. The first shot detonates and just blows a huge hole. Right out the right out the window. Now, not only is it just a regular large window, it's got steel bars on the outside, right? And it blows the bars off the side of the building. Sure does. Like, they would be deaf. It would oh, be yeah. so loud. Oh, Anywho, absolutely. They do that. Meanwhile, Carol, no, Diana is outside in in a ambulance that she hijacked using the MacGyver trick that she learned in the car. Actually, all she did was bash the dashboard, and the yeah. thing started up. Yeah. Um, and they. So uh, I tried that uh, this, this morning, is, by the way. Oh, did you? I might with the oil light that kept dinging. Oh, I yeah. was hoping it would just go off if I punched the, the console. Yeah, you might just maybe just put oil back in your car. I did, Greg. <laughs> anyway, continue. And, so MacGyver and Dupe Dupe check. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I said that. Uh, <laughs> check. Jump out of the window into the back of the ambulance, Mister Tube Deck. Mister Tube Tube Deck. Mister Tube Deck. And 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 Diana drives away. Yes. And once they're outside the facility, Dubchek's like, no, 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 no. We gotta, we have to go back. Well, yeah, he's we like, who are you? What are you doing? Yeah. He's like, MacGyver's like, oh, we're stealing you, or no, we're stealing, we're breaking you out. Right. <laughs> we're stealing you, Dubchek. We like your name. We always wanted a Dubchek for ourselves. <laughs> yes, yes, Dubchek. Run, uh, run away with them. So, yeah, so he's, like, questioning who they are, and then he does. He immediately, he's like, no, 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 we have to turn around and go back. We have to go back. He's like, those agents, they've arrested my wife, and if I don't turn myself in, they're going to kill her. Yeah, if I, if, yeah they're going to kill her. Yeah. And so they're like, what are you talking about? We cut to commercial. Now, I remember asking you this when we watched it. This was easily the longest first act of the of the show. It was t- over mm-hmm. 25 minutes right. Well, before cutting to commercial. One thing I did want to make a point of, like when MacGyver was in the laboratory making these nitroglycerin pill bombs and stuff, it was taking forever. They drew, they drew that out so I was long. bored. It was as bad yeah. as the Eagles episode, all the talking. I'm yes. Like, Shut up. There was no reason for them to draw that out that long. No. But yeah, it was a twenty, little over twenty five minutes. That first, right. that first act. It was definitely long. Normally, it's like twelve to fifteen minutes. Well, it's the season finale. I'm sure it was obviously it was deliberate. Yeah. So, so, so we cut back and um, Mag- MacGyver has now bought a truck, <laughs> a Model T Ford, a Model T like flatbed truck in Czechoslovakia. Right, and he bought some clothes so they could kind of change them so they could get back into. Where they needed to go, so they can. And Diana Viera. gets pissed at him. It's like you bought that. Yeah. Why didn't you steal one? Here we go again with the money. And he's like, I don't roll like that. Right. That's not what I not do. What I do. I traded it and I bought it in. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like, she's like, Psh. yeah. Again, Pshaw. one of those moments. Like she just, it was all about that money. She was like, you spent money on that. All about the Benjamins. Right. Yeah. She's just a turd. Ugh. So Diana's like, no, I don't really want to rescue Viera. <laughs> like I'm not interested in doing that. Like I'm interested in getting you home so that I can get my money. Because I can get my money. I won't get yeah, my half like, mil. It wasn't part of the deal. We're taking you, dupe check, and your dumb wife can get shot. Right. But she, he, she was going to give her up oh, for a half he, million she dollars. She would have walked over anyone's dead corpse to get that money. Yeah. No questions. So dupe check, obviously, he's like, no, I'm not I'm not leaving without her, so I'll, I'll go back in without you if I have to, but I'm not, I'm not leaving without yeah. her. Um, so he 
takes them to the holding center. Basically, um, they're they're holding her. I don't know where they're. I don't know where it, it was. Is. Just some house, it just like, like a house in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> not not impressed. Yeah. So they the, he leads them there, and and the men they're clearly that's where they're holding Viera. So Dubček um, kind of gives them a hand here. Uh, MacGyver takes a little bit of a shortcut to get there, and he fakes an accident on the road. Oh right. And when the when the agents get out to investigate, Diana and MacGyver kind of jump out from wherever they are, and they ambush them, and they capture them. Yeah, ambush them, tie them up with duct tape, lay them down on the ground, they take off. I did like that because the one guy who just starts talking, and MacGyver comes up behind him mid-sentence and just puts the duct tape over his mouth and then ties him up. He's like, nope, shh, shh, shh. I love that. That was probably my one of my favorite parts of the episode. Um, so... Before leaving, MacGyver grabs some bailing wire from the truck. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh-huh. they head over to rendezvous with Krug. And this is after they, they've rescued Vieira. So, the, yeah, the, after they rescued his wife, they go rendezvous with the guy that they met in the first place that gave them that shitty little car. Right. And Which, no, I did not trust him. I didn't. I didn't trust him, and David. we have reason to because... He's a piece of crap. Oh, also, they only paid him half the money... Because they were going to pay him when they he returns right. the other half to right. get him to come back. So once Krug confirms, like, oh, okay, I see that you have Dubček, that's great. He calls two soldiers out, and we realize that Krug was clearly not to be trusted because he sold him out. Yeah, And dick. he says it right out. He's like, they're like, what did you do? He's like, oh, I sold you out. Yeah, He's they like, pay more. Yeah, exactly. What? So, and this is like this is where Diana is starting to feel like uncomfortable, and MacGyver kind of looks at her. He's like, that's how it feels. Yeah. Yeah, douche. exactly. You douchebag. You, you douchebag. <laughs> so we come back from commercial, and they're they're sort of in the car. And so what MacGyver does is he protects this car with the electricity using the bailing wire. Yeah, to like kind of electrocute the sh- the soldiers who are trying to get him out of the car. Yeah. So he runs the bailing wire from the ignition coil on the frame of the car to the frame of the car. Right. So he takes it from the ignition coil all the way to the frame. And when the two soldiers put their hands on the handles to get them out. He pushes the wire against the frame, shocking them just enough to knock them unconscious. Sure. Okay. I don't know if it was... I mean, it was oh, it was okay. I didn't think it was terrible. So not, he, definitely not the worst one so I've seen. Bef- so he planned it. He knew he had to electrify the frame of the car just in case. Right. Of course he did. So uh, I would do that, too. Yeah. I would totally do absolutely. that. Absolutely. I'm on that. So they subdue Krug. They kind of get him out of the way after the, after the soldiers are knocked unconscious. And MacGyver takes the soldiers' grenades oh, yes. out of the way. And he's, the grenades. He holds them for some reason, and they take Krug's car to the border mm-hmm. so they can get over. And when the guards stop them, um, MacGyver doesn't really think about it and pulls the pin and just tosses one of the grenades, and then they drive straight through and the he's border. he's like, hey, guys, hey guys, you might want to catch this. He just yanks the grenade, the pin out, and throws it. And they're like, what? Now, now, what I love about this scene is they're like freaking out about this, and they cut to the car pulling up to the border gate, which is like two feet away from we just threw the grenade. I know, okay, so let's be clear about the border. Okay, this is a border between two countries. There, it's like almost like customs. There's a a, a, a gatehouse on one side, and then maybe a hundred feet of road, and a gatehouse on the other side. Right. Okay. That's what they did. They they get to the border of Czechoslovakia. He throws a grenade out the window, tosses it out the guards. They take off, make it to Turkey again, I guess. Yeah. 
100 it was feet Austria, away. by the way. Austria, not okay. Turkey. Oh, it was Austria, okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, and they make it to Austria within sight of the other guards. The Austrian guards don't care and let them in. Oh, absolutely. It's like, that's it, saved by the border. Again. Those Czech guards could have easily ca- caught up to the car. Right. After they realized it was a dud grenade because he pulled the freaking explosive out. I know. He poured <laughs> the powder out of it. And all, all that happened, the fuse just went... <laughs> yeah. It was great. So, of course, like you said, once again, saved by the border. <laughs> Jeez, that sounds like a good restaurant. A couple times, because it was um, the barrels and the gauntlet, right? The barrels down the hill, oh, they, yep. they rolled across the border. Mm-hmm. Then there was the Bulgaria, Bulgarian yep. border. Yep. Then there was the one about the ro- with the rock, with the rock bounced off the car. Which one? Oh, right. That was to be a man, wasn't it? Was that to be a man? It was to be a man. Yeah. The, and the, I don't remember. Was he, that might have been the one. Was he, it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. There was that one. There was the one with Penny Parker. Are we talking about the same the one? The Penny Parker one with was a, um the <laughs> Bulgaria. Right. I wanted to say Chadwick. What was the what was the uh what was Constantine, that? Constantine. Chadwick? <laughs> Notice that we're talking about other episodes because we don't want to keep talking about this. Let's just finish one. it. Let's All get right. it done. Okay. So we cut back to Los Angeles and Pete. Actually, we don't cut back to Los Angeles. They are back in Los Angeles. So Dubchek and Vieira and MacGyver and Pete and Diana are all back in Max's apartment. And <laughs> they're Pete, no, they're not at the Phoenix Foundation. No, they're, they're back. Not, they're in Max's apartment. They're in Max's apartment. <laughs> so Pete's there, and he takes Dubchek back. Now he takes Dubchek back to the Phoenix Foundation, leaving Diana and Vieira alone in Max's apartment. Yeah. Nothing bad's going to happen now. <laughs> So they're finalizing the paperwork to get officially get Dubček like in the United States. MacGyver's there with them. They go back to MacGyver's apartment. And they walk in. The apartment's been ransacked. Diana's on the other end of the apartment, unconscious on the floor, and Vieira's gone. Wait, no, there was a ton of money in there. Was there? Wasn't mo- there? There was money. I thought in, in there as well. I don't remember if there was money. I thought that the because something was missing. Diana was knocked out. Vera was gone, and oh, maybe maybe just Vera. Vera. Was I think gone. it was just Vera was taken. Okay, because then they clearly have MacGyver's phone number. Once again, someone got Max's phone number. The rogue agents call, and they tell Dubček, "We are going to release your wife once you turn yourself over to us. Mm-hmm. You need to meet us at the zoo in an hour. At the zoo in an hour. At the zoo in one hour. Uh, what zoo?" Uh- I'm the Los Angeles Zoo. The zoo, dummy. It's the Los Angeles. It's the the California Zoo. So I just want to. I just want to <laughs> say, like, so the Phoenix Foundation brings these folks over from Czechoslovakia, and within a day or two, they've already been kidnapped. They've already been kidnapped by the same them- agents. That were in Czechoslovakia. He brought them to Max's apartment because I forgot Max's apartment's a fucking panic room. Right. <laughs> it is impenetrable. I'm just starting to wonder if Max's apartment is really just a safe house and it's not really his apartment. It feels like it is because like everyone ends up there. Freaking Yuri or Biff. Yeah. Biff was there for a while. Yeah. Biff Yulon. Penny, Penny Parker was there. Penny, the same uh, episode. Yeah. So maybe it is a safe house. I have no idea. And I bet the whole thing is wired up with cameras by Quail. Oh, absolutely. Who's actually in the hardware store below. <laughs> he runs the hardware store, but no one ever just, just no one tells anyone that Quail's <laughs> just running the hardware store below. Um, oh God. So we cut to the zoo and MacGyver and Diana are chatting and she's like, she insists to him, like she's just in it for the money. 
I was like, of course you are. Yeah. You've been, you haven't done much to hide the fact that you're in it for the money mm-hmm. the whole episode. And MacGyver's like, how did you get that way? How did you become such a, like, s- seriously, how did you become such a biatch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, and, and just a nasty, just money grubbing. Like yeah. doesn't care about people. It's a solid question. Maybe not the right time to ask while you're waiting for rogue KGB right. agents to show up. But but she answers him. But she answers him very honestly and says that she's like, I felt guilty after I left you at the embassy. I fell in love with a guy named David, and he was a KGB agent who was sent to recover these papers that I had taken from the embassy. And he fired. He fired. He shot at me. He missed. I turned around, retaliated, shot him, and killed him. But she fell in. She fell she in fell love, in love with him they before like, this. Legit, were like she was legit in love with this guy. Right. Um. He was an agent the whole time. Right. And she had to kill him. The problem with that story, while yes, I think under most circumstances should be a pretty. I didn't feel sorry for her in the least bit. Didn't feel sorry for any of what she said because <laughs> of the way she came off in the previ- in the whole episode. Well, I saw it as okay. That's the reason. It is, but it's not an excuse for you being such a dick exactly and i think that was it i was just like okay great i don't feel bad for you like you you should know what it feels like to get burned right you were you burned macgyver then you were burned in the worst way and now you're just gonna take it out on everybody right you're just gonna take the money and run yeah so Dubček is wandering around having a bar and off and (laughs) drinking a can of bar and off at the zoo uh he's waiting for somebody to arrive it's been about an hour, and no one's there, and he has no idea what to do. Uh, a few minutes go by, and a woman turns around, who's about a couple feet away from him, and it's Viera. And she's like, listen, we got to talk, but the, the, these men, they've got their guns, and they're trained on us. Like, we can't, like, we can't, get, we can't go anywhere. Yeah, they're going to shoot us if we run. So Dubček, he's like, all right, well, let's go find somewhere else to go. And then they run. And at that point, when the guns, no guns went off, my, I was like, Light bulb. Like something's happening here that it just ain't right. Because she literally just said, if we try to run, the guns are going to shoot. They're going to kill us. Yeah. And they're like, but let's go hide in this corner and talk. And after just (laughs) hearing Diana's story. Right. Right. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. That was like, some shit's about to happen here. Wait. And I don't like that. No. Um, So Viera leads him into this like very quiet spot. And within seconds, she draws a gun on him. And explains that she's been an undercover agent working with Zorkin and Baranoff mm-hmm. the whole time. For quite a while. And it's his wife. It's his wife. So they got married. She's been undercover. They don't actually give us how many, how much time they've been yeah. together. But it's very clear that she's been working undercover for Years. a long yeah. time with him. She shoots him in the chest. Um, mm-hmm. she, uh, Viera shoots Dubček in the chest. Mm-hmm. He goes down. And then she runs when she sees Diana and MacGyver arrive. Right. Because they're MacGyver. Yeah. Somehow they found out where they were and they, right. whatever this and that. Because they were watching them from afar. And then when she saw Vieira and Dubček talking, like a bunch of people walked by and then it was just mm-hmm. a cut and they were gone. Right. So sure. they knew that they had disappeared to somewhere. So shortly after Dubček gets up, obviously he's got a bulletproof vest on. Yeah. Thank you for making me wear this vest. But what if he shot you in the face? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I mean, I think even if you're a cold-hearted killer or whatever, you probably got some training to shoot center of mass. Right. Shoot in the face. Shoot him in the f- What if he shot you in the face? Then you'll go down. Then you could shoot him again. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe. That's a bad idea. Don't do that. Nobody do that. So um, so we cut to Vieira, Baranov, and Zorkin. Yeah. They're, they're trying to run. 
uh, trying to get out of the zoo so that they can they can make a clean escape. Mm-hmm. And MacGyver catches up to Zorkin in the two fight and it ends up in a kind of a knife fight in the middle of the zoo. But did we just talk about Diana tackling Viera? No. Yeah, no, so Viera, no, we didn't. Viera, before MacGyver shows up, I mean, before MacGyver gets involved in the fight, uh, Viera's running, and then Diana sprints out of the corner of the screen and, like, just bear hug tackles her. Oh, like, yes. Boom. They spin around once, and she's down. That like, was It was great. That was that was good. It was, that was a good so little Diana moment. So Diana right there, like, okay, you, you, you made it back a little bit there. Yeah. That was that, I thought that was pretty good and that so, was satisfying. So she captures Vieira essentially, and she you know incapacitates her. Pete comes up behind Barnoff and basically disarms him. He throws his fists down, and just like knocks the gun out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And MacGyver and Zorkin are still fighting. He draws a knife. Zorkin draws a knife, and he just starts like slashing at MacGyver. <laughs> and MacGyver at this point has grabbed a child's toy. I think the kid dro- kid dropped it and ran. Yeah, I don't even know what it was. It was like a plastic tube. And like when a- you spin it, it's like, Ooh, oh, one it, of just, those, it whistles. Yeah. And so MacGyver's just like holding this thing. And he's like kind of like fencing with it. It's just like this jiggly little tube. <laughs> yes. And Zorkin's just slashing at him as hard as he can. And MacGyver ends up catching the knife in the tube but it makes a really fun sound, and so hopefully you guys can hear it with the with the sound effect we pulled. Here we go. Let's see if we can hear the knife and tube. <laughs> Did you hear that? Okay, okay. I want to do it Play again. Play it one more time. Okay, here we go. It's very. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah. It's just so- <laughs> a little little tighter here. Let's see if I got this. Okay. Oh, that's terrible. It's like, it's like, squeak, squeak. Yeah, and then he knocks him out. That's it. Um, Again, single punch knockout. Boom. Yeah. MacGyver's got rocks for fists. He sure does. He didn't do the shake that he usually does when he punches somebody oh, out. Ow. Ah. You know, you, it's a really, you don't really, you shouldn't really punch people. No. <laughs> it's not good for your no. hands. And he, he, he reacts accordingly every time, except for ah. this one. But usually he's just like shaking his hand or he's like jumping around because mm-hmm. it hurts so much. Um. <laughs> And uh, honestly, like that's how the scene ends, and it cuts to commercial. Well, it cuts, yeah, right. Because then we cut back to Max's apartment. I don't even know if there's any way. I don't even know if they close it out. Or pro- they, well, like- they do. Okay, so <sighs> Bor Bor, who's the guy? <laughs> Baranov. Baranov. Zorkin and Vieira. <laughs> Baranov is there. Yeah, saying. Somebody, somebody donated two hundred thousand dollars to something for m- the organization. Oh no, Dubček, not Byronov. Yeah, okay, I thought so. Dubček, Dubček yes. is there. His wife, his wife, who's now the the captured agent, is gone. Right, and I'm guessing this is days later. I would imagine. And he's like, he's oh, he's not okay, but he's just like, eh, yeah, eh, I couldn't, I can't believe that she was an agent the whole time. Right, and um. So someone donated a tremendous amount of money to help him stay right. and do all his stuff. Right. And but, but so but right before that, Pete has given Diana her 200 grand and she right. she asks MacGyver, like, well, what are you going to do with your share when Dubček comes in and says, oh, somebody anonymously donated $200,000 to this yeah. foundation. Right, right. Um, yeah, to help me. And she just looks at MacGyver like, 
it was you, but Dubchek can't learn who it was because it's anonymous and all this stuff. Right. Um, so she's like, wow, I can't believe that. And uh, so she ends up giving Dubchek $20,000 out right. of her briefcase of $250,000. Right. And she says, here, you better take this before I realize what I've done. Right. So she's still giving him money, and MacGyver's like, it feels good, doesn't it? And like, she kind of admits that it does, but she completely negated it by telling Dubchek to stop talking about it, or right. she's going to change her mind and take and, the money. And he said, but Dubchek <laughs> says something like, you're very kind, you're very a very nice person. She's yeah. like, no one's ever told that to me before. Right. So, and that's when MacGyver says, oh, it feels good. Right. And that's kind of, that's it. That's sort of the end of the episode there, yeah. It, it just kind of was like... It didn't feel like a finale. What happened, like... It felt like it took way too long. Like there was, a, it was yes. a lot of false endings. It felt. I was just, I don't know. Didn't I? Didn't dig it. I did. It didn't. It didn't float my boat. No, it just. It wasn't a good finale, let alone a good episode. Like for like, it just, just nothing really. Nothing really worked as a whole. There were some good moments. I thought the villains were pretty. Blech. Yeah, they were just generic GRU agents. Yeah, I thought or whatever. Diana was just a shit. I, I just, just didn't shit. like her. Like that's the thing. Like in an episode that's this short, you have to have characters that you can identify with. And I got she was if she was working for somebody else, she could have been the villain. You know, like she oh, was absolutely just not nice. Right. Even though yeah. she had horrible stuff happen to her. Yeah. She was not nice. No. And I was like, ugh. I know. And like we used to, like you said at the beginning. She she was a well written character. Like she she had a solid backstory. Like I thought, I just think she was just a shitty person. I just didn't. I just didn't like the way she. <laughs> but was. in a sense, okay, so maybe that's the sign that this was indeed a good episode because we, the character was so strong that we hated her this much. Maybe that was maybe that was the case. That's something that be said. So, um, how 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 was your mullet rating this time? <sighs> one mullet for the knife block. That was awesome. And one mullet for Max's attitude towards Diana. I just thought it was put in the right place. Um, <laughs> so I got two. Yeah, two okay. out of five for this finale. It just wasn't good. I just didn't like it. I kind of I split stuff up a bit more, which just because I I was trying to find points that I liked, but I gave it one full mullet for Diana growing as a person. Because at the end, she's actually starting to change. Sure. She's breaking down her wall. She's realizing that, okay, I have been kind of a turd. Yeah. All for all the bad stuff that's happened to me, it's no one else's fault. Absolutely. So gave her credit for that. Yep. I gave half a mullet for going back to the hospital just because it's starting to solidify the MacGyver world that these places are like revisitable. We can go back to them. You know, it's not, it's making the world more solid. Sure. Um, and a half a mullet for the knife in the tube again, yeah, just like you did. But that only adds up for, for two mullets because I really, I didn't dig it as a first. No, you know maybe it, maybe it's one that will grow on you. But I don't know. Maybe I I, I want to really go after these episodes as a first time watch. What how I felt the like in in the moment, and this one just made me mad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so I, I would agree with that. Yeah, it did. It just sort of made me. Made me angry. Yeah, it know. really did. I'm getting angry talking about it right now. It just didn't have that. It didn't have that right. It didn't have the right feeling. Didn't have it. David. Nope. Didn't have it. Um, so yeah, not you already had him, kids. Not a great. Not a great way to end the season. Um, so hopefully, no. I mean, I think from what I understand, season three. First of all, a couple of things like season three moved locations. No longer filming in California. 
Okay. Season three on. So they moved to different locations, obviously, because it's cheaper to film. They filmed, started filming in Vancouver for season three. Oh, yeah. Much so I cheaper. think it's cheaper to film, so we might actually see some good stuff. Yeah. Um, but next episode is the season two recap. You and I will sit down and we'll kind of chat. So it'll be Friday's episode. Um, Friday's episode will be the recap. We're basically, we're going to talk about how many friends or acquaintances died this season. We'll do our final tally for the season. How many women did MacGyver do weird things with, make out with, sleep with? I don't know. Um, our Each of our top three of the season, our bottom th- two of the season, our overall season ratings, our final notes on the overall season two, and then we'll talk about what's coming up for the season three premiere. I'm really excited for I, season three. I can't wait for season three. I'm pretty psyched up about it so hopefully hopefully you guys are going to be sticking with us for the remainder because uh i think season three is going to be where the show hits its stride mm-hmm. that's my hope and i think that's where we're going to start hitting because i think our like we might have mentioned a couple episodes ago our enthusiasm is really paralleling paralleling yeah parody that's, that's, parroting that's, paralleling sounds good it's i don't is that a word paralleling sure okay uh, the the actual macgyver episodes right you know um the first season was kind of Testing the waters, kind of yep. chunky. This one was starting to get its feet, and I think we're really going to start rocking out into uh, the real meat of the, the I would show. Agree. I would agree with that. little meaty Pete. Yeah. Meaty Pete. For sure. So, if you liked this episode, uh, and I hope you guys did, uh, reach out to us and let us know how we're doing at letusblowyourmind at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, blowyourmind14, Facebook, Champ and Klein, Blow Your Mind. Instagram at Champacline. Uh, you can check out our website, champacline.com, or have the backlog and the archive of all of our episodes. So uh, I think that's going to wrap it for this week. For Mullets and Memories this week, I am Dave Champa. I am Greg Klein. Have a fantastic week, guys. Well, 